Welcome to Taking the High Road, the Driver Reach and Freightways production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the feedback on the show. Uh, please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you're using to listen. Now, this is a unique edition of Taking the Higher Road. Today's guest has a special story to tell. I'm excited to be joined by natural leader and entrepreneur Adam Blanchard, co-founder and CEO, Double Diamond Transport and Tanager Logistics, and with your support, soon to be Republican representative for Texas House District 122. Welcome to the show, Adam. Uh, thank you for joining us and uh, I hope your new year is off to a strong start. It is. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm excited to talk to you and your listeners today. I appreciate you having me. Well, there's a lot to unpack in today's special episode. Uh, I'd like to learn more about your background and, and how you ended up starting a trucking company and among other businesses. I'd like to hear your take on the dynamic challenges the industry continues to, to face. I definitely want to know how you arrived at a decision to run for uh, election to represent your district in San Antonio and, and what that process is like. And then hopefully you can share you know, how things are going so far and, and, and what we can expect in the coming months. And then, of course, we'll answer a question submitted by a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. So does that all work for you? Sounds great. So before we dive in, though, uh, this is a new year. You and I are both avid readers. Uh, I'm curious if there's a particular book you read in, in 2021 that was memorable or, or inspiring to you. Yeah, so I, I love to read. I know you do. I can tell from your background. And I think the way that you learn is is, is from others. And there was a book I read this year, Start With Why, uh, that was really just a great book that I've read. You've probably read it as well. I've you know talked to my management team over the years about how critical it is for organizations when you're making decisions as, as key decision makers to explain to those why you're making those. Because I think that results in so much great buy-in throughout the organization and, and just understanding the direction where you're going. So I think that's a fantastic book. I encourage any of your readers to, to pick it up if they've got a minute. That's the Simon Sinek. Is that, yes, uh, I think Simon Sinek. Yeah. He's got uh, a, yeah. a few really good ones and I agree. That was a fantastic one. I actually read that in either 2020 or 2021. Also, I really like that. So that's a excellent choice. Um, let's, let's, let's start with your background, your, your story. Um, you know, you, you took a unique path to the trucking industry after starting businesses uh, in, in completely different sectors. Can you share about your background prior to getting into the uh, industry? Yeah, so I practiced law for about four or five years. And, you know, my plan coming out of school was was to be a trial lawyer. I, my dad's an attorney and my grandfather was an attorney. And so that was just kind of my career path that I had chosen. And, you know, this day and age, you just don't try a lot of cases. And so uh, also it was just working so hard and I wanted an opportunity if I was going to put in the hours I was putting in to, to build something that, that I could, you know, have for the long term and met a good friend of mine through a Bible study, actually in Lubbock, Texas, that was working for a trucking company there. And we became good friends and he would tell me the things he'd do differently there. And one night we just decided that uh, we'd start a trucking company. So that's kind of how this whole thing got started and uh, got a great partnership and just been very blessed to have a lot of great people come on board with us. So that's that's how the whole thing got started. And, and here we are now. We run about 75 trucks and we got about 200 trailers and start our freight brokerage shortly after, thereafter. That's exciting um, and, 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 and interesting because a lot of people, you know, they have a family in trucking and that's kind of, you know, how they get into it or or. It's, you know, some sort of other, you know, happenstance and maybe it's a temporary thing and then they end up realizing what a great industry it is and they and they stay and then they're in for 30, 40, 50 years. Um, I do want to mix things up before we get uh, real deep. I want to I want to mix things up 
and, and move the deeper dive segment question up a little bit earlier than usual, especially because it's it's specific to the industry, specific to some of the challenges that uh, that that we face today. So the question is, as a leader in the industry, how are you addressing the challenging driver shortage environment and supply chain disruptions? Uh, question, you know, question mark. Is there anything you're doing differently to stand out? How would you uh, respond to that? Well, I, I think for companies like ours and others out there, but probably a lot of the companies of your listeners is, is to me, it's kind of a twofold attack, right? We've got to look at this from the perspective of our companies and our operations and how do we create an environment and a culture that's encouraging drivers to come on board with us? How do we keep and retain great drivers and, and how do we manage all of these supply chain issues that we're all experiencing? Uh, the second thing that I think is incredibly important is, is all of the work that we're doing at the legislative level, both at the state and federal level. Uh, I've been incredibly involved with the Texas Trucking Association, as well as the American Trucking Association and the Truckload Carriers Association. And the work that we're all doing, yourself included, Jeremy, I mean, going up, doing our calls on Washington, I think if we're going to fix this driver shortage problem, we've got to get the Drive Safe Act passed in Washington. We have to have the ability to have a pipeline of candidates coming into this industry uh, between the ages of 18 and 21. And most people don't realize that you have to be 21 before you can cross state lines. And for those students that are coming out of high school, by the time they're 21, if they haven't gone to college, they found a skilled trade. And so we're losing the ability to recruit those people to such a great industry. And so I would encourage anybody that's out there, get involved in your industry, get to know those people that represent you, because when we're out there working on these issues, we need as many people as we can. It's a grassroots approach to us getting some good policy changed. Yeah, I agree uh, 100%. I'm a huge proponent of that, uh, of the uh, Drive Safe Act and just the concept of getting 18 to 21 year olds, you know, pathway into the industry. It's so important. And so, yeah, it's encouraging to hear you uh, share that. And, and maybe that's a good segue to switch gears and, and start start talking about uh, politics a little bit. You, you talked about Colin Washington. That's a really great experience that uh, that I've had, you've had, and I know a number of hopefully a number of our listeners. And if you haven't, by the way, I encourage you to get involved uh, at your state association level uh, and, 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 and go visit Washington, D.C. and go go walk the halls and hear and see how things work. You'll be uh, amazed. And I think you'll also come away with uh, some conviction that you 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 can change things. You can help. Um, but for you, uh, Adam, you know, you've started three businesses from the ground up. You know, you, you're, you're all in now and focused on representing Texas House uh, District 122. Um, can you describe how you arrived? at the decision to, to run for an open seat in Texas House and and like just dive headfirst into politics. Yeah, so as, as you could probably imagine what I've done with my career, I'd, I'd love to start and build businesses and never really planned to run. Um, I was incredibly involved with House Bill 19, which was our lawsuit abuse reform bill last session in Austin that we got passed. And, you know, given my background and experience and involvement in the industry, I've, I've just always believed that leaders have to lead from the front. And when that initiative came up in Texas, I felt like with my background and experience as an attorney, but also now a trucking company owner and, and living these, these issues we're dealing with, I needed to jump straight in. And so I was in Austin all last session. I helped with the bill drafting. I helped uh, testify in front of the House and Senate committees on this bill. I helped rally support and get bipartisan support for this bill. And Seeing that 
that environment, seeing the process itself was just incredibly insightful for me. Uh, the calls on Washington are great, but seeing kind of how the sausage is made, so to speak, gives you a whole nother perspective. And what became pretty evident to me, Jeremy, after last session was that we need more business owners in office at all levels. And it's our generation's turn to step up. And so my plan was actually to come back. I was going to start a pack here in San Antonio with about 10 or 12 young business owners and executives. Best way to, to get our generation active is, is to get a little skin in the game. And we were going to focus on city, county, and state elections in Bear County. And then Christina Aldrete with the North Chamber here is starting a civic leadership academy that is designed to coach people up on how to run for office. And I thought combining these two initiatives would afford us the ability to get a great pipeline of candidates in the system. And as you start doing that, it starts percolating throughout not only your city and county, but also at the state and federal level. And so really, that was the plan that, that I had while I could continue to run businesses and, and raise my four boys and then had a it, when Lyle Larson, who's the current state representative for House District 122, was expected not to run, I, I just had a lot of people start reaching out to me. And I talked to my wife about it first and, and prayed about it. And, you know, at the end of the day, Jeremy, the Lord's given me a certain skill set, uh, being an attorney and business owner. And, and I just feel like I have an obligation to step up and serve our community. Uh, we need it for not only House District 122, but also the business community here in San Antonio and the state of Texas. And we need it for our industry. I mean, there's nobody in the state legislature in Texas that is from the trucking industry. And, and we need to have a voice. And in fact, I talked to John Esparza after last session. I said, John, by the end of my career, my goal is to have a trucking caucus in Austin. And uh, when this came up, I said, well, there's no better place to start than than now. And let's go get in the fight and, and let's go get in, in office and let's start making some positive change, not only for, for House District 122, but also the trucking industry. That's exciting. It's inspiring. Um, talking about leading from the front um, and, and you know, we're, you know, I, I might be a little bit older than you, but it's our, you know, we're the same generation. And your point is it's our turn. It's our turn to lead. And uh, that's exciting. That's that's. And I think hopefully most of those who are listening are, are encouraged and inspired by that as well. Um, I'm sure in the last couple of months, you've done your fair share of, uh, of speeches and stumping, you know, but, but could you share with the audience how your, your, your leadership and experience and common sense will make a difference in today's political climate, which I don't know, discord comes to mind? <laughs> Without a doubt, to say the least, Jeremy. I mean, I, I witnessed that when I was in Austin, we witnessed it at the federal level, you and I being up there. And, you know, at the end of the day, what we're all experiencing right now, Jeremy, we have a jobs crisis in this country. I mean, when I'm out there talking to dentists and they can't find people to help within their practices, you know, we've got a problem. And, you know, the d discourse and divisiveness out there, I think, can be overcome by common sense approach to policy uh, with leadership in every level of government that is there to work together to accomplish the operational needs of our communities and our state and our country. I mean, we need to be focusing on making sure we've got a good business environment, not only in Texas, but throughout the country. You know, we're going to do that. And the formula is not hard. We just need great people to step up and lead and go accomplish it. You know, we need low taxes. You know, we need a regulatory environment that's going to encourage, not discourage businesses. You know, we've got to focus on education. We've got to focus on, you know, security for our communities. And there's there's fundamental things that I think with more business owners in office, because that's what we do every day, Jeremy. You know this, your listeners know this. Every day, we our job is to build teams and 
and to fix problems, right? I mean, there's issues within my organization, within yours and, and, and all your listeners. What we do every day is we identify that issue. We strategize a plan on how we're going to fix it. We execute, get it done, and we move on to the next one. And we need to do that from a policy standpoint uh, at the legislative level. And so I think through through leadership with, with young owners and executives in our industry, we can do that. And it seems daunting, but I'm telling you, Jeremy, it's not. It just takes a little elbow grease. And, you know, House Bill 19, for instance, the trial lawyers never thought we were going to pass that bill. They didn't think that we had it in us to do it. What they did in that in that thought process, though, is they underestimated us because you and I both know and your listeners know we got nothing but grit in this industry. It is a hard business and it's 24 hours a day. And if you take that same mindset to running for office, you take that same mindset to developing good policy and advocating for our industry at the legislative level, there's nothing we can't accomplish. And if anybody thinks that their voice is not big enough to be heard and can't make an impact, that's wrong because it's our cumulative voices that are going to make this happen. But we all have to step up and start leading. Well, and, and, you know, this whole process, I think once you start to your point, once you start getting involved and, and you kind of, you know, peel back the onion a little bit, you think you, you recognize I can do this. I need to do this. And that's, uh, that's, that's encouraging. What have you learned about the the process of running for an election though? Because there's, there's deadlines you have to meet. There's certain papers you got to file and there's a whole lot of activity that takes place behind the curtain. What's that been like? Uh, it's like starting our trucking company all over again. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you don't know what's three feet in front of you. And uh, like you know, and I know, and your listeners know, I mean, when that, when that comes, you just got to get out there and work hard. So, you know, my goal was, uh, and I talked to John Esparza, president CEO of Texas Trucking Association after last session. I said, John, we got a pipeline of great young leadership through the Emerging Leaders Council that they've done. ATA, same with LEAD, the LEAD program. I said, we need to start identifying races where we can get these people in there and we can get support behind them. So, you know, what I've learned is like anybody does their first time around is, you know, you make, you, you always remember your mistakes, but, but you learn so much in the process. And, and fortunately, we, we have such a great team, right? That's what we do. I, I kind of took the mindset of being a business owner to this process. I want to build the best possible team and surround myself with people that are better and smarter. You know, I have a great political consultant out of Austin that's helping us on all our strategy and messaging. I have a fantastic campaign manager. And it, after that, really, you just got to get out there and knock doors. You got to raise money. And, you know, with enough effort and determination, the right team, we're going to win this race. And I have no doubt that we will win this race. And I, I'll tell the rest of your listeners out there, we're here to do it with you as well. I mean, this to me is I want to win this race so that we have absolute proof of concept that somebody that is a young leader in this industry can do this and go win. Now let's get all the rest of them going. And, and I'm going to have the playbook after this. And we're going to start, we're going to start calling your listeners to tell them to be ready. And we're going to start getting them in the action too. But it, you know, if running for office is not something that uh, is appeals to you or fits within, you know, your period in life, that's okay too. You can still get engaged, you know, go advocate, go support those candidates that are running, you know, help us identify those good candidates that we can get in office. And then before you know it, in every state in the country and at the federal level, we're going to have trucking caucuses. And then we're going to be able to show America and educate them because a lot of what we do when we're advocating is educating these legislature, le legislators, excuse me, is we're going to have the, the experts themselves in office. 
And then we start moving America forward, which we do every day, because everything you touch is you and I and everybody here knows has been on a truck. And we need to have a strong voice at every level. Now, you're, you mentioned uh, your family. You, know, you mentioned getting together with wife and praying and, and, and coming to the conclusion that this is what you want to do. Um, was, was, was your wife specifically or other family members supportive from the beginning? Was there a little bit of, was it, was it, was it difficult? You know, what was that process like? Well, you know, Jeremy, I, I tell people all the time, I, I weigh out, kick my coverage, uh, with my wife. <laughs> she, she's amazing. And, you know, I've spent the last six to eight years, you know, building companies and, and just putting in 12, 10, 12, 14 hour days. And what I've been so blessed with over the years is, you know, a lot of days I come home and I'm just defeated. And every day I walk through my front door, my wife's there and she tells me that she's not, that she loves me and that she's proud of me. And, you know, that support staff is really what has gotten me to where I am. And so when I talked to my wife, she, she looked at me and said, Adam, I've always been with you and I love you and I'm, I'll support you. She said, I, as long as you'll put our family and our marriage first, you know, I'm a hundred percent behind you. And I'll tell you, Jeremy, this experience we're having is, it's been more fun for us because for the last six, seven years, you know, we have four boys, uh, the youngest are six, five and three. And so she's been at home, you know, that her job's harder than mine with, with, with all those crazies at the house. And so she's been at home, you know, raising a family and, and, and doing everything that goes into that while I've been building these companies. And so this is finally an opportunity for us to do this together. I mean, she's out there knocking doors with me. She's out at these events speaking for me. I mean, there's so many different events. You're talking about your stump speeches. You go to these organizations and you talk to them about what you're going to do and, and rallying support. A lot of them are at the same time. So Ariel goes to some and and I go to others. And I, I'll tell you, Jeremy, I'm about to stop going because I think they all like her more than me. So, uh, but it, it's just been a blessing for our family. It's, it's an opportunity to do this together. My boys get out there and knock block walk with us and knock on doors and and showing my kids a heart for service and a heart for our community is, I think, a very fundamental thing that I need to do as a parent. You know, growing up, my dad always told me, son, to be successful, you need to be involved in your community and your industry. And I've done that. I uh, haven't done it running for office, but I, but I have been involved and I, and I encourage everybody out there to do this. And there's no better way to serve our community and our industry than getting good leadership in office. So we're, we're having a blast with it. I tell you, it's not as daunting as you think. It's like starting a business for the first time. You look over and it's a big black hole and you don't know if it's 400 feet down or four feet down, but you put the right team together and the right strategy and you figure out real quick, as you know, and many of your listeners do, that's it's only four feet down and you can do it. Right. That's awesome. And, uh, and behind every good man. Right. I mean, and I think that's um, that's evident here um, from the time you started uh, Double Diamond. You know, you were all in and, and and your involvement in the industry is second to none. You know, you you've talked about some of the different things. Talk about ATA. You know, you're a graduate of the lead ATA program. And that's a future leaders program that, you know, Driver Reach is honored uh, to sponsor at state level. I know um, you're the chairman of TXTA's Emerging Leaders Council. You're you're on the TXTA's board of directors. And and you mentioned the uh, House Bill 19, the uh, uh, law reform uh, or, or or lawsuit reform that you were uh, you were uh, helpful in in instrumental really in, in actually the passage of that and which was a major victory uh, for the state of Texas. How has your trucking industry family embraced and supported uh, your effort? Well, you know, Jeremy, when I when I first sat down and thought about this, I said, "Look, we this is going to be a hard fight." Uh, there's nothing that's going to be easy about this. It's going to be hard in terms of getting support and getting votes. It's going to be hard raising money. 
And I sat down with my team from the very beginning. And I said, guys, the way we're going to do this is we're going to do it with my truck and family. And it's funny. That's what I, that's what I refer to. Them as. I mean, it, we are a family. It's the best industry in the world. I mean, I cannot tell you how honored I am to be a part of our industry and just love everybody that I've met in it. And so the support's been great. I mean, from a, a support standpoint, I have so many great people to call on and rely on. I have my truck and family has come in big for me on fundraising. And, you know, these races are very expensive. And it's one of the reasons that people don't do it because making phone calls, raising money is not fun. Uh, it, it's a lot easier when you're on the other side, like we are, Jeremy and your listeners know this, you got all the vendors calling us. I, it's easy to take those calls being on the, on the other side. I have a whole lot more respect for the sales side for sure. And, uh, but, but making those calls and raising money has been great. I've had a lot of great support financially coming in. We need more. Um, this race is, is going to be a five, $550,000 race and we still have a lot more to come. And so having my trucking family come in and help me financially has been huge. And, and I know they're going to keep continue to come in and, and I'm going to be there for them on the back end of this thing, advocating for more lawsuit abuse reform in Texas to ensure we got a good regulatory environment supporting our industry. My doors tell people all the time, my doors always open and my phone's always on and, and just put me to work, but, but let's, let's get me in there first. You feel good about the fundraising, uh, Go, how it's gone so far? So far, we've, we've had a great response. I mean, as a first-time candidate with, you know, I, I certainly didn't, I didn't come from any money, Jeremy. Every dollar I've made is a, a dollar I've earned. I've been blessed to have a, some success in our business. I've put money in. My business partners put in money. Uh, the fundraising is going well. I mean, we're on track right now uh, to hit our goal. Uh, we still have a, a, a pretty good size deficit, but, but we're doing more fundraisers and, you know, it, it it's, it's, a, it, we're in warp speed right now, Jeremy. I, the election day is, is March 1st, early voting starts February 14th. So we've got direct mail pieces that are going out. We've got TV advertisements that are about to start going out. And so there, there's a lot of cash burn that's about to happen in the next six to eight weeks. And, and so, yeah, we, we still need, you know, a good amount more, but, but we're in a position right now that, that we can start executing on our strategy and uh, sure love to earn the support of you and your listeners out there. I know you, you, you've been a supporter already, Jeremy, which I cannot tell you how much I appreciate. And I, I would appreciate your, any of your listeners out there, if they're willing to, to contribute to, to this campaign. I, it mean the world to me and, and they can always count on me for our industry. Well, that's a nice segue to ask, how could we do that? Right. How can our listeners and viewers show their support? Um, I know, and I, on the screen, I think you'll see here, uh, Adam for That's where they can go. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So if you go to my website, it's Adam, Adam for Texas, F O R Adam for Texas uh, at the very top, whether it's on mobile or uh, on your computer, there's a contribute now button at the top. Or if you scroll further down on the website, there's actually a, a form you can fill out there to contribute. So yeah, you just go straight on the website and, and, and there's no amount that's too big or too small. Jeremy don't, you know, your listeners don't need to think that they've got to give the big dollars. I mean, if, if they're willing to, I'll certainly take it, but you know, every dollar counts. And, and I want, you know, you and the listeners to know that, that we're stretching every dollar and running this like a business. And this is where, you know, we're, we're appreciative of everything that we've earned donations and we're going to maximize it. And we're going to go win this race. Well, sometimes people think, well, I'm not in Texas or I'm not in San Antonio, so it doesn't really matter. I'm in Indiana, but I know it matters. And, and I'm really inspired by you. And hopefully, you know, listeners, uh, you don't have to be in San Antonio. You don't have to be in Texas. 
Um, don't have to be in this district, obviously, but I uh, certainly encourage uh, you to visit the website. First of all, you learn a lot more uh, about Adam, you know, his priorities and, and, and how you can get more involved. And I believe they even sign up for email uh, communications and notifications. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. And they're welcome to reach out to me by email or phone call or text anytime. I mean, you know, to your point, Jeremy, you, you look at this from Pennsylvania or Oregon, you're like, well, how does this matter? Well, we all know that good conservative policy by and large starts in Texas. It's a large state and, and we're very active, kind of like we see a lot of bad policy uh, start in California. And so we need strong leadership in Texas. We are at the forefront of this lawsuit abuse and tort reform effort. That fight's just getting started and I'm going to continue to stay in that. So, you know, we've got to have good leadership here in Texas and let's that, let that permeate throughout the country. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Adam. Uh, I'm inspired by your dedication and resolve, and uh, and I wish you a successful campaign and a prosperous year. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for having having me on for for an inaugural, uh, or not inaugural, but a, a very important uh, 45th anniversary on your show. And uh, I appreciate you being on. Thanks to your listeners, and thanks for all your help and support, and, and God bless. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road, for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road. Mm-hmm.